הרי אני מקשר עצמי לכל הצדיקים האמיתיים שדרנו לכל הצדיקים האמיתיים שוכני עפר הקדוש משבר ארצמה ובפחת רבנו הקדוש צדיק יסודו נמנחן ומקור חוכמה רבנו נחמן נפגע בן שמחה נא נח נחמן נחמן נאומן זכותו תגן עלינו על כל ישראל אמן So בעזרת השם Today we start a new סימן or no we continue actually in שיחות הרן סימן קב Um, lesson 102 of Sikhot Aran, we left off in the middle after discussing the importance of having faith and how a person who has emunah has a true life, a life of simcha. Why? For you can always rely on Hashem. Whereas a person who, who doesn't believe in Hashem, he's always sad, he's always in anger, he's always in pain simply because when things go wrong, when things don't go his way, he relies on the nature of the world and of course... Um, He's just disappointed at everything. So he has no one to rely on. He has no meaning. There's no purpose behind that, um, the things that happened to him. So we discussed the, the, the cons of not having faith, of course. But an upright person, because of the fact that he believes in the truth, and his main hope is for the world to come. Essentially that he believes there's a world to come. Therefore his life is very good. Because everything is for the, the direct goal of the world to come. It's, uh, it's no coincidence that today, when we're talking about this right now, that it's, um, it coincides with the lesson in the Kutah Moran, in the Seder that we're doing, to finish it in less than a year. It's uh, part of Lesson 54, and Lesson 54 is known for the Inyan, which the lesson starts with, the idea of Zikaron, memory. That a person always needs to remember. And what's this idea of memory? It's the world to, the world to come. And when you come to this world, it's just a pathway to the world to come. This world is like Keref Ayin. This world passes in the blink of an eye. So therefore, if it passes in the blink of an eye, we understand that the purpose is not this world. This world, Rabbeinu says, maybe there's no even Olam Azeh. We say there's, the, there's this world and there's the world to come. But Rabbeinu says, there's the world to come. We, of course, everybody believes in the world to come. But this world, maybe it's somewhere else. Maybe this world, when we say this world, it's not the place we're in right now. Because Rabbeinu says, perhaps this place is Gehenam. It's There's so much pain, there's so much suffering in this world, in the, in the world that we live in, that perhaps when we say this world, this world is in another place. But the world that we live in right now is is the aspect of Gehenam. It's a... Uh, It's this, because actually, Rabbeinu says, we find that there's no this world at all. When we say that there's this world and there's the world to come, we imply that this world, there's something to gain from it. But Be'emet, this world, there's nothing to gain from at all. You think there's desires to gain from, but the more you fall into it, the more it demands from you. The more unhappy you are, because you will never fill everything that you want. So better not even start to begin with, because then a person can attain true happiness. And of course, this goes much, much further. We can only discuss so, so much. So Rabbeinu says, Because this person's hope is for the world to come, therefore his life is very good. Because everything that happens to him, he believes that everything is for the good. It's for his benefit. In order to remind him to return from his sins, from his transgressions. Or it's for the sake of atoning for his sins, in order that he can merit the world to come, which is an eternal good. Etc., uh, etc., et all these reasons why a person might find that the things that are happening to him that might be full of pain and suffering are actually for his good. So he can find the good within it. And Rabbeinu says that what? Even the affliction that a, an upright person experiences because of the, the pain of the regret whenever he falls into a blemish, uh, for example. Whenever um, he, he falls into a sort of sin or, God forbid, any sort of thing that he, he commits a transgression in the Torah, a literal transgression in the Torah. So any of that pain of the, 
the pain of that regret whenever you fall into a sin. Of course, each and every Jew, when he commits a sin, there's no way he cannot feel pain from it. Therefore, each and every sin he commits, even if it's intentional, there's no full enjoyment there. Because by default, a Jew who believes in Hashem, just to have to believe in Hashem, he knows it's not right in the first place. So he can never fully enjoy the sin because he knows he will ne- he, he's not fully there. His heart is in a different place. His heart is with Hashem. So Rabenu says that, of course, you're going to feel some, the pain of that regret whenever you fall into a blemish or a sin, or if, even if you commit a, a very bad sin, God forbid. When you merit to regret afterwards, when you merit to feel that regret, even though you, what do you call it? You feel and you experience tremendous pain and sadness and afflictions over the fact that you fell into such a, a, a dark place or you fell into such a sin. May God spare us. May Hashem protect us. May God have mercy on us. Nonetheless, those afflictions aren't afflictions at all, Rabbi says. Even the afflictions we feel from our sins. Even the afflictions we feel because we know we did something wrong. They are not afflictions. Because those afflictions, that pain that comes to a person because he committed a sin, those afflictions actually add life to a person. They give him more vitality. They give him more life. As it's brought down, the fear of God adds days. Meaning what? That now, once you did that sin and the regret you feel, the pain you feel, the tshuva that you're doing, it makes you even feel more pain, of course, and afflictions and suffering because you did that sin. You feel so bad. That affliction, that pain that you might get because of those sins um, are actually in order to, in, uh, are there in order to increase your mind. So whether it's the regret or whether it's the actual suffering that is sent to you in order to atone for those sins, all of that is for the good because um, it's for the greater uh, purpose of Yerat Shemaim, of fearing God. And fear of God adds a person, uh, brings more to a person's days. They give more value to a person's days. Length of days. And you have to understand this principle. All those fears, all those afflictions that arrive to a person, that come to a person, they shorten and they spend the days of a person's life. They shorten a person's days. But we just said above that Yirat Hashem actually adds here we're talking about a different thing. The yira'ah, those fallen fears, those afflictions that aren't good. Therefore, all those people who don't engage in the Torah and mitzvah, they're, they're, they're completely, they've thrown off the yoke of heaven and they engage in philosophies and, and sciences, whatever it is that goes against the, against the, the belief in Hashem, their atheism, this atheism. Their lives is not a life at all. Because their affliction and their worries, meaning those fears in vanity, um, it actually spends their days. It doesn't give them life. But all those fears, all those afflictions that come to a person because of the fear of God, they actually add to a person's days and to a person's life. As, we, as what we said in Mishle chapter 10 verse 27, that the fear of Hashem adds to a person's days. It adds days. 
וגם אין לו יישום שיש לאדם מלחמת שעבר איזה פגם או עבירה חס ושלום מתחרט על זה, ויש אוצר גדול מזה. And even those afflictions that come to a person because he committed a blemish, or he, he did a sin and he regrets it so much, so he has tremendous pain because of it, which I'm sure many of us go through, anyone who's sincere with Hashem. Of course, we have so many sins that we have done. We can, we cannot even have the audacity to come to Hashem, to ask Hashem anything because of any merit we have. Because as Rabbi Nathan said, we have to pray as if we don't deserve anything. We have to pray asking and relying on God's chesed alone. So what? When you come to, when you come to this pain and this feeling of regret because of the sins that you did, those afflictions that you received, that pain that you received, is an aspect of fear of God. That you're beginning to increase your fear of Hashem. And that fear which comes from that regret over the sins that you did because you know it's wrong. It adds to your days. Because those afflictions that he has are either because he fears from Hashem simply because God is so exalted, because he's so great. So you fear God's awesomeness. Or there's a lower type of fear, which is the fear of punishment. But either way, it's still fear. And it's still holy fear. And nonetheless, no matter which category it falls in, it's still in the category of Yirat Hashem, uh, the fear of God. Because everything stems from God's fear. So whether it's the fear of punishment or whether it's the fear of God's awesomeness, which is an even higher level, then what? Then it adds to your days. And we know Rabbanu teaches us in Nikut Moran that what? That before a person gets to Yirat before a person gets to this level of fear of God's exaltedness, he first has to go through fear of punishment. Because of course, fear of punishment is the first thing a person needs to do. The first, person, the first thing a person needs to have in the foundation of Emunah is fear of punishment. And then later it leads to love and fear of God's awesomeness and to these awesome things, these lofty ideas, these lofty uh, traits. Also one who is a man of faith. When he does teshuvah, it's easier for him. His repentance is easier on him. Because a person's teshuvah, when a person does, returns to God, he needs to have that returning, that repentance, in commensurate at the level with the enjoyment he received from that sin. That the teshuvah needs to be mishkal, it needs to be, it needs to be equal to the enjoyment that you had from the sin. Meaning, according to the enjoyment you had from the sin, that's how much pain, literal pain, and affliction you should feel, meaning regret you should feel when you do that teshuvah. And now Rabban is going to explain why a man of faith has an easier teshuvah. Because now we're explaining why. Because when a person has emunah, his pleasure is never complete when he's doing the sin. Why? Because, God forbid, may God spare us from such sins. Because why? Because he was mixed when he was doing that sin. It wasn't mixed with enjoyment. It wasn't complete enjoyment. That enjoyment was mixed with sadness, with sorrow, simply because he knew it was wrong in the first place. And because he has faith, he knows that the thing he's doing is wrong. His neshama feels it. And therefore, he, doesn't, he cannot fully enjoy the sin. And therefore, because he cannot fully enjoy the sin, his enjoyment is not 100%. So let's say it's at 80% enjoyment. They need to do 80% tshuva, according to that uh, tshuva that is 80% commensurate with the 80% enjoyment he received from that sin. But let's say he did not have emunah and he did 100% of that sin with enjoyment. They needs to do 100% tshuva, it's much harder. So a man who has emunah never has complete enjoyment from the sin and therefore his tshuva is easier because it's lighter on him. Because he knows that 
Because this man who has faith, he knows the bitter ending that's going to result from that sin. Because there's going to be a difficult punishment, for him, a difficult and bitter punishment for him. May God spare us. The only reason why he fell into it in the first place was because he did not have the strength to overcome his desire. This is the problem with many of us. And Baruch Hashem, we don't even fall into the category of those people who don't even believe because that's an entirely different category. Of course, Yishivun. All those who enter into it do not return. It's a very complicated idea that's very difficult to, almost impossible to return from a place like that. But um, already for us, it's already very difficult to overcome our desire. And um, this is something that we have to put into, into, um, into perspective. That um, the reason why uh, we cannot uh, overcome these, uh, the reason why we fall into these sins, not because we do not have emunah, we have a little bit of emunah, it's just because we cannot overcome our ta'ava. But Rabbeinu says, the fact that you still have emunah, it makes your tshuva easier. Because you do not need to endure the suffering uh, and the, the punishment of teshuva um, more, um, so much to the point where a person who didn't have faith has to endure them. Meaning, you only have to endure so much teshuva and um, uh, commensurate to the level of the enjoyment that you receive from the sin. Because at the time of the sin, you didn't, your, your pleasure wasn't complete. Therefore, you, the, the tshuva that you need to endure, the pain and the affliction you need to go through, aren't as big as someone else who might not have faith has to go through. But those philosophers, those atheists, who do not have faith, their tshuva is much heavier. Because... They did not have so many afflictions, so much regret during the sin that they were doing. They didn't have this inner conscience, this conscience telling them not to do it and making them feel pain while they were doing it. Therefore, they, they had tremendous enjoyment doing it and therefore the tshuva needs to be with tremendous suffering to, to undergo, to, to what you call, to, to level out the playing field of that, uh, of that avera, to level out the effect of that avera. Because when a person does tshuva, it needs to be commensurate tshuva, it needs to be equal. That tshuva needs to be perfect and balanced. And, balanced. and look in the tractate shvuot in the holy sefer shnei lechot abrit, which is written by the Shlach Kadosh, the Rishaya Horowitz of Prague, this holy tzaddik. Over there it's mentioned the great prohibition of even just looking at opening the books of philosophers. It's brought down over there that one who opens up these books, um, intentionally of course, um, he has no portion in the world to come. And he brings down over there, look, at, look to show you the the extra, uh, the um, the extremes we're talking about here, to show you the dangers of what it means. This is why Rabbeinu spoke so much against studying philosophy. We do not learn enough that all the philosophies, whether it's superstitions, whether it's the philosophy that you hear from your professor, all these things are all things that literally damage your emunah and bring you away from the world to come. And it's not something that not only should be scary, but it's something that should that should bring a person. Understanding that in this world, the only thing that can get you in this world is faith. It's emunah. Trying to rationalize everything is not going to get you there. It's not going to get you closer to Hashem. It's not going to bring you more happiness. It's going to bring you more sadness, actually. 
And not only that, it's going to bring you away from the Torah if you try to rationalize everything, try to find reasons and answers and this and that and philosophies for everything. So it, the, the Shlach Kadosh brings down in the, over there that um, he brings down in the name of many different great tzaddikim of the past that they, they, they what do you call it? They spoke in very high terms, in very, uh, what do you call it? Strong words about the great prohibition of how, how stringent it is to make sure a person, a Jew, does not open up a book of philosophy and how this is actually one of the most stringent sins of all the Torah. One of the worst sins of all the Torah. And this is brought down in many other holy books. I recommend looking in Chaim Oran over there um, in the section that speaks about avoiding philosophical works. Rabban who speaks very against this. Um, but nonetheless, this should teach us that we have to make sure not to, uh, not to rely on the wisdom of these philosophies, especially not to open up the books, even Jewish philosophies. That means um, certain books that Rabbeinu mentioned in uh, Chaim Oran over there that we should avoid reading. Uh, anything that goes against the Emunah, the Torah, of the Sod, of the writing of the Ariza, the Zohar, the, the, the Gemara, the Midrashim, all these things that go against this, this is against the Torah. This is the philosophies we're talking. These are the philosophies we're talking about. Help us avoid these books. Help us avoid these ideas and strengthen our emuna so that we can live a truly good life. Is Hashem.